for you should take all medication there is known to man. And yet there's no Bible verse that says that wisdom says to not operate supernaturally, but to operate naturally. There's no Bible verse that says you should do that. There's no Bible verse that says you should walk 10,000 steps a day, drink uh, eight cups of eight ounces of water a day. Uh, there's no Bible verses. You know, there's Bible verse talked about being temperate. Uh, but, you know, what does that mean? I mean, who said who decided that eight cups was the number? Right. Why not seven? Why not ten? Why not six and a half? Right. And why 10,000 steps? Why not 9,000? Why not 11,000? I mean, you know, all those things they, that people act like they're set in stone, but they're not set in stone. Uh, and there's no Bible verse that says uh, that uh, by your 10,000 steps, you're healed. Right. There is a Bible verse that says by his stripes, you're healed. Now, I don't get, have a problem. I love going for walks, you know, going for a, a romantic evening walk with my wife, you know, and holding hands and, and, and looking at the lilies of the field, you know, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. You know, uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, we go for walks, you know, and, and um, you know, uh, we enjoy doing that. Uh, but my faith is never in my walk. I do it because I enjoy it, right? My faith is, Lord, if I take this step, I'm going to live a day longer. I never really think that way. I go for a walk because I enjoy it and you know, there are some natural benefits of it. You know, if you just sit on a couch potato, uh, as a, you know, uh, I think we talked about that, you're going to kind of look like a potato after a while, yeah. kind of round, you know, yeah. kind of uh, thick in the middle, right? And, and um, you know, th th those are just simple laws of physics, right? Uh, so find your own path, amen? Uh, and be okay with it and never, never be condemned because of your path, amen? Always be trying to advance your path and advance your faith um, and, um, and we can get there, amen? Uh, so I don't allow the, when I see somebody else has got more faith than me, uh, my first thought is, okay, I need to find out what they did. How, what do they know that I don't know? That's what I want to know, right? Yeah. What, you know, because I don't think, well, they're special or God loves them more than me or anything. And I think, no, they, they, they must have found out something that I don't know yet. Maybe it's a Bible verse or maybe you know, the Lord spoke to them something about their life, you know, that might help mine, you know. Uh, I don't get under condemnation. I, you know, I, I want to start digging and find out some more information. Amen. Uh, and so uh, we are finishing up chapter three uh, of the source of sickness in um, Lillian B. Yeoman's book. And so, you know, at the end of the chapters, we have some review questions. So we've got a few few review questions for this chapter and we'll get started into the chapter after that. Um, and so. Uh, uh, Question number one says, when God made Adam's physical body, it was free from what? Deformity, Deformity disability, and disease, right? So is that true? Did God uh, make Adam, Adam's body and there's a big tumor on one side of it? Missing an arm or a leg? Or, well, when God made Adam's body, did he make it first as an amoeba and then a, you know, a two-celled organism, then a, as a monkey and a... And a uh, giraffe no uh, he made it as adam right there was no there was no adam and then there was adam so there wasn't anything in between it was either nothing or then it was adam right and and uh that's you know to me it's kind of amazing that people struggle with that you know that people believe in evolution those things people's faith in evolution even though there's no actual evidence of you know uh are there any uh skeletal evidence of dog cats or hippo giraffes or you know, anything in between the thing, right? Because he was either nothing or then all of a sudden a giraffe showed up, right? Uh, and so uh, there were no dinosaurs and then there were dinosaurs, right? And well, if you look at this thing, you know, it's obviously comes from a dinosaur. You just made that up, right? I remember reading somewhere said that uh, women can see red colors better than men. Maybe that's true. I don't know, you know. They said, well, the reason why is because women had, they were the gatherers while men were the hunters. And so they had to go and make sure that they could see poisonous red berries and not pick those because they'd kill you so that's why they developed red the ability to see red better than men uh, and of course you know you read that and everybody goes yeah well, that's obvious but i'm reading and go how do you know you just made that up yeah. i mean you have no idea if that's true or not you just made it where were you a hundred thousand years ago when that was happening right or a million years ago where were you you just made there's no evidence that that you know uh, th there's a dead man and a, and a living woman next to a, a berry uh, skeleton or anything. You know, there's nothing like that, right? There's no evidence. No, no, uh, oh, we, got, we got it on videotape, you know. There's no videotapes a million years ago. So, you know, a lot of things that scientists just kind of say is so, if you, if you ask, the, well, where'd they get this information? How do they know? They don't know. They just make it up, right? Uh, especially when it comes to things like that, because you don't really know. You know, evolution came from Charles Darwin, and... and you know how he came up with the theory, right? He, 
he just went to an island and go, wow, there's a lot of weird-looking animals. I bet they all came from each other. That was it. I mean, that, that was his whole uh, basis of the theory of evolution. Go, wow, I bet that guy came from that guy. Uh, there was no scientific breakthrough or a meteor showed up, you know, or, you know, there was no, no cave-dwelling paintings from, from cavemen said, you know, this thing came from that thing. He just was kind of going, wow, that's a weird-looking turtle. I bet that turtle came from that turtle. Yeah, and then that was his theory. That's really came up with. I mean, it was. It, it's not. It's not even a very good scientific. You know. I mean, I'm just trained engineer, as an engineer. I know about the scientific principle, the scientific method. Uh, it was not even a good. It, they call it a theory of. It doesn't even rank. A theory is based upon some uh, presupposition that has got some evidence. Well, there's no evidence. You know. So it's just. A, it's just. A, it's. A, it's really a hypothesis. A hypothesis is. Well, I'm going to ask a question, and then we're going to see if, the, if we can solve this question or not. So it's, that's what, a, that's what a, the hypothesis is. There's no uh, empirical evidence, or, you know, it's just... Uh, and look, if you believe in evolution, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Uh, you know, it's okay. You believe in evolution. My Bible says God created Adam and Eve. And uh, you remember back a few years ago, there was a lot of controversy at Bryan College because they said, well, we need you to affirm that God made Adam and Eve, and, and not by evolution. And, and then people are just fussing and fighting and arguing. I'm thinking, that seems that seemed like a big thing, you know. Uh, you got to believe Jesus existed. Oh, I can't believe you said that. Uh, so anyway, Adam's body created, free from deformity, disability, and disease. Amen. Uh, in what areas of our lives does the Lord desire to preserve us blameless? Spirit, soul, and body, right, according to what verse? That wasn't part of the question. <laughs> That's a bonus. That's a bonus. First Thessalonians. How many chapters are there in First Thessalonians? Five, right? Uh, twenty-three. There you go. First Thessalonians five twenty-three. What is the source of all sickness? Satan is the source of all th- sickness. Now, that doesn't mean that whatever sickness a individual individual is dealing with at this moment came directly from Satan. But the origin of that sickness, wherever it started in the earth, it wasn't created as part of the earth. So it came along the way uh, as Satan corrupted the earth. Uh, and so it all came through him and by him. Uh, and so uh, that's the source of it. And then question number four is, what is, the, uh, what is the devil compelled to attack? God's word, right? There's a typo in that question, isn't there? Um, what's that? Too many is's. Uh, so the devil is compelled to attack God's word. Uh, and so have you ever noticed that the more faith that you that you grow in, it seems like the devil resists you more uh, in growing in that faith. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of carnal Christians. I never deal with the, with the devil. Well, OK, that, that kind of answers a lot of questions for us right there. Right. And so uh, uh, and because Jesus said that persecution ariseth immediately for what? The word's sake. Right. Because the devil knows that the word uh, in the hands of a child of God is dangerous and he must uh, convince us to lay that word aside uh, and, and you know uh, there's no telling how many people first get the light on healing and then immediately get an attack of sickness right uh, so that they can be dissuaded that it's it's not really God's desire amen uh, and so uh, uh, and you know that that brings up a, another minor point that you know the more that you grow in faith the more that the enemy will attack your life and so some people think well, then it would be better to not walk by faith, right? Because then the enemy leaves you alone. But he doesn't really leave you alone because if you're not walking by faith, then you're going to be subject to sickness and disease and poverty and lack and attacks and, and everything else. Whereas if you're walking in faith and the enemy attacks you, then you can simply resist him and he'll flee from you, right? Uh, so to me, it's still better walk by faith, even if the, the amount of the attacks of the enemy increases in your life, you still have the ability to, uh, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our what? Our faith, right? So uh, uh, the more that you understand faith, the more that you walk in faith, the more victory that you have, right? Uh, and so uh, I think it's, I think it's, I would much rather live by faith and victorious than no faith and completely defeated in my life, amen? Uh, and so he said, uh, the question number five says, as so long as we are abiding in the word of God, we are what? Perfectly safe, right? Uh, how does the devil, our adversary, walk about? Uh, as a roaring lion. Is he a roaring lion? Nope. No, he's, he's a pretender, right? 
He's a wannabe. Uh, and he's pretty good at it, right? Some people, they hear one thing and the first thing, oh, I'm so afraid of that. Then the wrong lion part is very effective in your life, right? Uh, there, there was a story with uh, uh, one, of those, one of these epidemics were going around. I think it was a flu epidemic with, with Brother Hagen uh, uh, back in the day. And they were, he was at a church uh, preaching there. And there was, there was other ministers at the time. And so all these ministers were kind of talking after the service. And um, uh, they said, well, Brother Hagen, aren't you afraid to get the flu? He said, I'm not afraid to get the flu. In fact, I'll tell you, I'll never have the flu. And one of the pastors, so it wasn't just a, wasn't a church member, one of the pastors leaned over and whispered. No, he didn't say it out loud, whispered. He said, oh, he said, I wouldn't say that for anything in the world. Don't you know the devil will put flu on you if you say something like that? Uh, and, and that's the way a lot of Christians think, that, oh, I would never say that because... Well, isn't that the whole purpose of faith? You know, bring it on. Uh, you know, uh, the shield of faith is going to take care of that, right? But some people are so afraid of, of speaking faith, you know, well, I'll never get the flu. Uh, and, you know, people ask me, have you, got, have you got COVID? No, I chose not to participate, right? Oh, I would never say that, you know. Well, I still chose not to participate, right? Uh, and so because what's in the very next question says, if we resist the devil, what will he do? from us right now if the devil is a source of sickness and you are resisting that sickness what will that sickness do it will flee from you right uh, and so uh, that that works for both sin uh, and for uh, attacks uh, of the enemy but it also works for sickness and disease amen uh, and so uh, and that's part of it too is anytime that you sense the symptoms of sickness and disease coming on your life, you need to operate quickly and start resisting those. Uh, because a lot of times when, the, when you get the first symptom, immediately in our mind go, oh no, you know, uh, I'm going to get sick, I'm going to miss work, I'm going to miss my show, uh, you know, I'm going to be able to mow the yard. You know, you immediately go to what things you're not going to be able to do when this sickness breaches its, you know, its, its uh, ultimate end in your life. You don't have to be terminal, just, you know, whatever it is, if it's the flu or whatever. And instead of going that way in your mind, you know, your mind needs to be, no, I resist this in the name of Jesus. Uh, because uh, either the word of God says that we resist the devil and he'll flee or it doesn't say that. Right. But it, does it say that? And question number eight is along with that. If the devil keeps on roaring, what do we do? Keep on resisting. Keep on resisting right. Yeah. Stay steadfast in the word. Uh, and that's a good point. Right. Uh, because a lot of times we believe God and our symptoms get worse. And then we'll say something dumb like, I guess it didn't work. Uh, and, um, uh, and then what have we done? Well, we've stopped resisting, right? Uh, and so uh, I always encourage everybody, you know, fight it to the very end. You know, if you die on this earth, and we're all going to die at some point, but if you die, I'd fight it to, the, to my last breath on the earth. Amen. Uh, and so not that I'm planning on dying, but that's just we need to have that that never give up attitude in our hearts about, about these things because it's, it is a war, right? It, it, is an, it is an attack from the enemy. And, and we don't have to be war-minded. Some Christians become war-minded. You know, they wear army fatigues and, you know, they're mad all the time and they're, you know, cursing the devil all the time. And, you know, you know we're generals, right? And so we get to sit back in an air-conditioned house and just, you know, tell the troops to go and take care of their sickness and disease. Uh, so... You don't have to be war-minded all the time because some people are become devil-conscious and everything is a devil. And uh, in fact, I was talking to one fellow. I said, you know, every time I talk to you, within the first two minutes, the word devil comes up in the conversation. That means you're devil-conscious. That means all you think about is the devil. You know, I go for long periods of time without thinking about the devil because I, I walk by faith, amen? Uh, and I'm not concerned about the devil, not afraid of the devil. Uh, and, uh, and so I don't, you know, we're talking about the devil because he, uh, it's mentioned here in, in this study here. But uh, if all you do is think about the devil, you know, then you're devil conscious, right? The devil is not the source of all your problems, amen? Uh, if you're living 100% by faith, then the devil is, is the source of none of your problems. You have no problems if you're living 100 So it would be better to focus on faith, and then the devil is taken care of, you know, because of the result of your faith, versus being afraid of the devil and always trying to outsmart him or outwit him or, you know, um, uh, outflank him uh, 
because then all you are is devil conscious, right? And we can get to an extreme in that. And many people have, have gotten to extreme and see the devil everywhere, right? If the light turns red, oh, there's a the devil again, you know? <laughs> if someone got the last chicken leg up, there's the devil. He's, you know, he stole my chicken leg. He's got to, you know, restore seven times everything he stole from me. You know, well, he didn't really steal a chicken leg. He's just the person in front of you wanted it, you know? Uh, and so everything is not the devil, right? Uh, and every sickness and disease is not directly associated with the devil. Um, and so um, uh, question number 10 then says, oh, let's see, question number 9 says, we can get rid of sickness and stay rid of it through what? The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And so if the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in you, what will it do for you? It'll quicken your mortal body, right? So... Uh, we have the spirit of life. In, it's the spirit of life that raised Jesus from the dead, right? Yes. So that same spirit of life right now dwells in you. It's actually there right now. If you're a child of God, if you're a Christian, the spirit of life resides in you right now. And so what we need to do, what we need to do is to empower that spirit of life by our faith and, and confess it, you know, believe God that we have the spirit of life living on the inside of us. And then the last question says that the work of Calvary is what? Finished, right? Is Jesus going to take any more stripes? Nope. nope. Is he going to shed any more blood? Nope. nope. So all the work that Jesus is going to do with regarding sin is done. All the work that Jesus has done regarding healing is done. All the work that he's done to obtain uh, authority is done. Amen? So there's nothing else to do. So, so that was the end of chapter uh, 3 there. So chapter 4 uh, is um, uh, the title of the chapter is Safety First. Uh, and so, um, so she, she, she starts talking about, uh, she talked a lot about uh, the nation of Egypt and, um, you know, in the, in the history of civilizations, Egypt was a major civilization at one point in time, right? It's probably one of the greatest civilizations on the earth during its, its uh, peak years. And um, they had a lot of doctors, right? They had a lot of uh, knowledge of medicine, a lot of uh, things that he did. I mean, they embalmed people that, that they survived thousands of years, right? They go find mummies every day. And, uh, and um, you know, if they go open up your average grave site uh, a thousand years from now, it's just going to be dust, right? Uh, and, uh, but the Egyptians had figured out a lot of things related to, to this area, right? Uh, and so, uh, and I think this is a pretty good chapter. Uh, we have to be careful about this chapter because this chapter is either going to make you happy or it's going to make you mad, right? And so I would encourage you to allow it to make you happy. Uh, but there's going to be a few golden caps that this chapter is going to kick over more than likely. So just hang on, right? Because uh, 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 she quotes the verse in Hosea chapter 11. which says, when Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. Of course, that was a prophecy of the Lord Jesus. But Egypt is also a type of the world, right? That uh, before we were saved, we were in the world. And then we left the world, right? We came into the church, and that's a type of the, the nation of Israel when they left Egypt, right? Uh, they crossed uh, the Red Sea, and so they went through, uh, they went through the water, right? I mean, they didn't get wet. They went on dry land, but they crossed the Red Sea. So that's a type of being baptized into, uh, into the body of Christ. Uh, and then uh, they were in the wilderness and uh, had some protection, but then eventually they crossed the, the Jordan River, into the promised land. So the promised land is really a type of living in the life of being baptized with the Holy Spirit because there's two major baptisms for the, the church. Uh, there's a baptism into the body of Christ and then the baptism into the Holy Spirit. And the third one is baptizing into water. Uh, and, um, uh, and so, uh, but coming out of Egypt then, so if Egypt is a type of the world, uh, then what do we want to have to do with Egypt? Yeah, we, want to have, we don't want to have anything to do with Egypt, right? Uh, do we want to follow Egypt and follow their examples about everything? No. Um, and so uh, uh, let's turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And, and I think this will be a, a good chapter because it's really easy in the church to, um, to pick up worldly ideas. Uh, and um, whether it's financial, right? There's a lot of financial shenanigans that go on in the church because the world does those types of things and those things get into the church. But then, you know, I remember back in the 80s, it was a big deal about um, 
you know, your body's a temple, which is true, right? So they all need to, to uh, have 3% body fat and be able to, you know, at least press uh, 200 pounds on the bench press, right? Uh, and be able to run six miles and, and be fit and trim and, and uh, wear size zero clothes and everything, right? That's, that's the goal. Well, you know, the, there's just going to be fat people in the world. It's just, it's gonna, that's just the way it's going to be, right? Uh, everybody's not going to be slim and trim. Everybody's not going to be muscular and fit. It's just, uh, but there's a big push in the, in the church. That, and what happened was they started doing all these Zumba classes. And I got another one. You do whatever you want to, you know, uh, exercise however you want to. It's no, no problem. None of my business. But, but the, church, the church's business is the business of faith. And a lot of times we want to have the church business to be the business of faith plus everything the world's doing to compete with the world. So we want to be, have exercise classes and we want to have, you know, uh, uh, nutrition classes and we want to have all these other classes. Uh, and again, there's nothing, there's nothing inherently wrong with those unless you're using all that to replace faith, right? Yeah. So if, if, well, I'm going to do all these nutritional things so I don't have to believe God, well, then you're on your own, right? You're, you've capped and limited how much of the blessings of God you can have in your life because it's going to be limited to whatever you can learn in the natural world. Uh, and so uh, he said here in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, says the Lord, uh, and uh, touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. So uh, I, I thought our point was pretty good about Egypt. The only thing we're supposed to do in relation to Egypt is come out of it. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good line, right? The only thing we're supposed to do in relation to Egypt is to come out of it, right? Uh, and so, uh, but I but I see many times Christians will look over to Egypt and long after it. Well, look at that guy over there. Look how much money he's got. Well, you know he's a crook, right? He, you know he did, or whatever. He don't, even if he's not a crook, he may not be a child of God. Amen. And he might got it through. I mean, a lot of these a lot of these people, uh, these billionaires. If you follow all the things they did. There's no way a, a Christian could do the things they did, right? Now, they, they couldn't be found guilty of anything, but they did things that didn't qualify as walking in love and uh, ethical things that uh, are not necessarily illegal, but we couldn't do them, right? Uh, and so I look to no rich person in the world to go, wow, aren't they real? You know, I wish I could you know, do the thing they did. No, I have no desire to be like they do. Amen? Uh, and so because uh, my, my help comes from, uh, from the Lord and not from... The, the knowledge and the trickery that the world uh, executes every day. Uh, and so the only thing we're supposed to do in relation to Egypt is to come out of it. Um, and so uh, in, in um, uh, we, of course, we know the story when Moses went to Egypt, right? And he did the 10 plagues. And then the last plague was the, the, uh, when the death angel came, right? Uh, and uh, there, there's an interesting point about this. Let's turn back to, to the book of Exodus and see what, uh, what Moses had to say about this. I actually have a fellow in one of my classes. His name is Moses. And uh, I don't know I would name my child Moses because that's a big name to live up to, right? Moses. I mean, wow, you know. I mean, you know, that's a big shoes there. I, you know, I'd almost feel inadequate all my life if it was me, but... Uh, um, and so, so here in Exodus 11, um, it says in verse one, and the Lord said unto Moses, uh, yet will I bring one plague more upon Pharaoh and upon, uh, Egypt afterward, he will let uh, you go hence. And when he shall let you go, he shall surely thrust you out hence altogether. So that's, that's the last plague. And then, uh, then Moses starts telling them, uh, uh the people what's going to happen. Uh, and it says, uh, and, and well, let's start in verse, uh, let's start in verse four. And Moses said, thus saith the, the Lord about midnight, will I go out into the midst of Egypt and all of the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sitteth upon his throne, even unto the firstborn of the maidservant that is behind the mill. So it was not going to discriminate based upon uh, status or, or finances or, or name or or position, it's only, it's everybody in Egypt, even unto the firstborn of the maidservants behind the mill and all the firstborn of the beasts. So it wasn't just also the people, it was the firstborn of every uh, mammal that was out there. And there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there was none like it, nor shall be like it anymore. When you think about the cry of an entire nation losing every single firstborn, that's pretty tough. And of course, a lot of them 
just like with Pharaoh, as far as we know, there was only one born, right? They only had one child. Uh, and so, at least the, the male child there. And so, um, uh, that would have been a great cry. But then he says in the very next verse, verse 7, but, but against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue against man or beast, that you may know how that the Lord doth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. So the Lord has made a distinction between us and the world. So uh, if, if there's a distinction between us and the world, then uh, it's okay for us to act differently. Uh, and, uh, you know, just to put my pastor's hat on just for a second, there's a lot of times in the church that people will preach, hey, you don't need to act so much like a Christian. You know, you need to blend in more and not talk about righteousness and not uh, praise God and not raise your hands. And uh, the, there's, there's an attempt even in the church to, not, uh, to, to tell us that it's wrong for us to act like Christians. And I think that's just absurd because God is the great God in heaven and I serve him and him alone. Uh, and, and I, you know, I like hanging around people who, who like the Lord. Amen. And I got nothing, nothing against sinners. You know, I mean, we're, we're called to help the sinners, right? But sinners are not my best friends. Uh, and so, because at some point, what can you talk to them about? Hey, I just read a verse the other day. What are you talking about? You know, hey, isn't God good? What are you talking about? I mean, what could you, you know, I mean, there's only so much you could talk to with a sinner after a while. Uh, and so it's okay if you're a Christian to be a Christian. Amen. You don't have to look like the world to win the world. Did Jesus look like the world when he was on the earth? I mean, he was as far from the world as he possibly could be, right? But did he go and talk to sinners? You know, he did. Uh, and so, uh, so the Lord has made a, di- the Lord put a difference between uh, the Egyptians and Israel. And so what was the difference in this case uh, that, he, uh, that he made? Um, and of course, we know the story that we're in chapter 11 there. Just turn over to chapter 12. Uh, and he says in verse 13, and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Uh, and so uh, what was the difference? The difference was blood. Uh, and of course, the Passover is a type of the Lord Jesus, right? And how he shed his blood uh, and that uh, and they were washed in the blood. And so when the Lord sees us, you know, he, he doesn't see us. He sees the blood. And, and so it's a type of where we live at right now. Uh, and then, uh, then she made some good points here. And I think these are some, I think they're good points, right? So you have to decide if you think they're good points too, right? Uh, but uh, when Moses was, being, uh, was growing up, where did he grow up? In Egypt, but specifically where in Egypt? In the house of Pharaoh, right? And so... Uh, so, and he was raised as a son of Pharaoh, right? Uh, really a son of the Pharaoh's daughter. Uh, so uh, he had all the rights and privileges of the highest rank in Egypt, right? So he had the, high, he had the best instructors. He had the, the, the best schooling, right? Uh, all the knowledge of Egypt he was aware of. Uh, no doubt he knew things that uh, only the, the select few would, would be taught because he's the, the son of Pharaoh's daughter. So... Uh, he's going to have access to the greatest minds uh, of his time. And, and yet, when Moses, uh, when he left uh, the hierarchy of, of the Egyptian uh, Pharaoh, uh, and he went back with his own uh, people of Israel, how many of, of the medicines and techniques and uh, um, health processes and uh, healthy living ideas that he bring along with him from Egypt. How many times did he say, well, when I was in Pharaoh's house, you know, we ate, you know, this special grass from the back of the Nile River and it, it, it will help with your goiter, right? Uh, did he ever give him any goiter medicine from, from secret herbs of, of Egypt? Uh, did he have, well, we've got this special water from this well. If you drink this water from this well, you, you'll be healed. Uh, did he have any secret roots or herbs or spices or did he mention did he mention any of that ever? Uh, and, and that should tell you something, you know, because he knew. Did he know about all those things? He probably knew about all of those things. You know, he never he never once told you if, if you will eat this herb, it'll fix it. 
Now, what did he tell the children of Israel in, in Exodus 15:26? At the end of it, he said, at the beginning of it, he says, uh, in fact, we're, we're in chapter 12, just turn over so we can see what he says. Um, and this is the point where, you know, for sometimes people will have a little contention uh, with, with uh, this particular chapter, uh, but all you got to do is just read what, what it says, right? Uh, what the word says. <clears throat> and so here in, in chapter 15, it says in verse 26, if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. So uh, did he say, if you want to be healthy, then make sure you drink a certain amount of water and take so many steps. No, here's his prescription. Here's, here's Dr. Moses' prescription, right? That sounds like a good bottle we can make, right? Dr. Moses, you know, uh, 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 elixir oil, right? Uh, and so uh, this is Dr. Moses' prescription for the nation of Israel. Hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God. Do that which is right in his sight. Give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. And I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I brought upon the Egyptians. For what? I am the Lord that what? Healed thee. So did he say, uh, you've got to use wisdom. It's the Lord that heals you, but drink this elixir too, and it'll help, it'll help everything move well. Right? You know, I mean, it'll help. Did he, did he add to the faith of God? He didn't add to the faith of God. So what did he do? He just, the just shall what? Live by faith, right? So even though Moses had access to all this knowledge, he never once uh, encouraged the nation of Israel to follow in the example of Egypt. Now, again, does that mean that we just burn all of our bottles, pills bottles and everything like that? No, but, but uh, you'd be amazed at, at uh, how many different things Christians will just jump after. You know, someone will, someone will get online uh, on, 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 um, on Facebook church and say, you know, we've got this special oil that we found from some, you know, uh, virgin, extra virgin olive oil, right? So, you know, virgin olive oil, they've never had babies, but it's extra virgin, they've never held hands too, right? I mean, is that, I don't know if that's you know, how you get to all the way to that, but, uh, but that's another discussion. So, uh, I mean, but they'll come up with something, right? And this will fix everything. And, and the doctors are hiding this information. They don't want you to know that this helps you, right? Because that's, and it's obviously true because it was on Facebook, right? Uh, and, so, uh, uh, and so this, this is magic potion. I don't say magic potion because you wouldn't buy it, right? But uh, I remember I was traveling somewhere and I had one of these things on, on the radio and, and I, I got to listen to this, right? Uh, and, and they started talking about this, this liquid helps brain function. Well, that's nice to say because it's impossible to prove, yeah. right? I mean, you have no way to prove it. It helps brain function. Well, what's that mean, brain? Fu- what is brain function anyway, right? I mean, what does that even mean, right? Yeah. Uh, but doesn't it sound good? It sounds really brain function, right? Uh, and so I'm going uh, to trying to figure out how to incorporate that into, the, into some church advertising, you know, come to church to help your brain function, right? Yeah. And so people come like, oh, it says brain function, so we got to go, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, but was there any of that going on? No, um, uh, Moses didn't do any of that stuff. Uh, but, but the church, we, we will fall for every snake oil. I mean, every elixir, every, you know, doing this and doing that. And, and, and be with, with, with uh, uh, great abandon, right? Great zeal. Oh, you got to try this stuff. It's like, man, I've been trying Exodus fifteen twenty six for 20. Why would I change? I can ride Exodus 15:26 right on to the sunset all the days of my life. Um, and it's the best elixir I've ever found, right? I am the Lord that healeth thee. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, but you need brain function too, right? Uh, and so, uh, but, uh, uh, and look, you do whatever you want to. You know, you eat whatever you want to. I mean, whatever, right? Special berries from the backside of the Mount Ararat for all I know, right? Uh, but uh, you remember, I don't know, it's probably been 15 years ago. Remember they did a, a massive study on, on vitamins, right? They followed like 10,000 people for like 20 or 30 years that took daily vitamins, right? Uh, and they said, uh, at the conclusion of this study, we have figured out uh, what these vitamins do. And you know what they figured out the vitamins did for people? Literally nothing. I mean, they could tell no difference between people who took a vitamin every day uh, to, the, to the people who took no vitamins at all. Uh, and that's partly because, you know, uh, we get our vitamins from, from food, right? And, and your body can process that. But when they, when they fake it, 
you know, remember, uh, because they, they do, the vitamins obviously do things for us because they did studies, you know, like with, remember with sailors, that's how they started figuring out some of the stuff. Sailors would come in sick, been on the ocean for, for six months, but they come in sick and, and they figured out what they got, uh, was it scurvy or scales or whatever, what, is it, what's it, it's scurvy, right? And they figured it was due to a lack of vitamin C, right? No fresh fruit. And so they started putting fresh fruit on these, on these boats and helping them, right? And so then, of course, business people go, well, let's just take, let's get rid of the fruit and just take the vitamin C and we'll give you a pill for vitamin C. Uh, and the problem is, you know, now I'm not a doctor. You do whatever you want to, right? If the doctor tells you, to, you take a vitamin, right? But, uh, but it just seems, you know, that, that uh, uh, people will believe that. Take this pill and all will be well. But they, they don't believe that Exodus 15, 26 will make them well, right? Hearken diligently the voice of the Lord thy God. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. So my elixir is Exodus fifteen twenty six, right? Again, you do whatever you want to, but it would it would it would seem like we could use our brain and, and ask us, well, if Moses never revealed the secrets of Egypt, because how many people think if I could just find out what roots they use in Egypt, man, I could live, I could live, I could live forever, right? Because if people are trying to live, figure out how to live forever, uh, if I could just find out the secrets that Egypt had, I bet I could live forever. Well, how many Egyptians are alive today? Right from back when Moses was around, that would be none, right? Uh, and so, uh, but the church—if somebody came along and said, "We have opened up the tomb of the third Pharaoh, and he had uh, he had the secret recipe to, you know, some root or herb that has been unknown for five thousand years, and for you know, uh, you get a free sample, just pay shipping and handling, right? It's always shipping. It's not just shipping. It's shipping and handling, right? So that's a tricky part because shipping is only a dollar, but the handling is extra six dollars, right? Uh, and so just pay free, free shipping and handling, right? For, uh, and, and we'll send you a vial of this uh, heretofore unknown Egyptian recipe uh, stuff. Uh, uh, has the Lord made a distinction between the church and Egypt? He has, right? Uh, we are not supposed to fall for those things. Amen. Uh, and again, if the doctor tells you to do something for you specifically, well, do that. You know, I got no problem with that. Uh, the thing that I'm, I'm always concerned is when the Facebook doctors get on there and say, I've got a secret recipe stuff. Uh, uh, and, you know, they've done plenty of studies on these things. You know, and I'm just trying to encourage you to be careful. Right. Because they've got these things called, you know, what a placebo is. Right. A placebo is. If I tell you, hey, this is a secret herb and it'll make you feel better and I give it to you, you know what's going to happen? You're going to feel better. But you know what's in the secret thing? Just sugar water, you know, maybe a little salt. It's nothing. It's just stuff, right? And they just made it up. But because they told you it did that, you know, your brain has got some ability to do some things, right? Change your body chemistry. So just be careful. Amen. Just be, uh, and um, yeah, I love it when people kind of, well, I've done my own research. I've done my own research, and, and I know that, you know, COVID is a complete fraud. It's not real, and we need doctors that'll tell us that, right? And, and so somebody put on another article about how a hospital has gone through and fired all their doctors and replaced them with parents that have done their research. Uh, and so because, you know, now we've got the Internet, we can do our own research, right? And we don't have to go through 12 years of medical school. Wow, I mean, it take forever. We can just get on Facebook, read a few things, and we got a degree, right? It's awesome. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, uh, listen, uh, the only thing I believe is the word of God. Amen. That's it. I mean, that's the thing I believe without, without question. Yes. Every doctor, I question everything they say. Not because I don't trust that they're years of experience, but I trust the word of God. Yes. Everybody else, you know, that's why they call it practicing medicine. I've got nothing against the medical industry. I thank God for the medical industry. But, I, but when it comes to, like, Facebook doctors, I mean, <laughs> I don't... In fact, Chris was telling me, hey, did you, see about, did you hear about that thing right here? Uh, uh, and, and she wasn't asking me like she believed it, but she said, hey, you, where'd you read that on Facebook? I said, well, unless I read it somewhere else, I just ain't going to believe it, you know. <laughs> because people say, I mean, they just say anything, right? And it's like, well, of course it's true because it's on a Facebook, right? Uh, and it's not just Facebook, it's the internet, right? And, yeah. and wherever else should you go, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. And besides that, uh, COVID-19 is a virus. It's not even a germ. Uh, and so, you know, what does it do for viruses? You know, I don't know. But, um, 
Uh, it's just, it's just, you, you got to be, the only thing that you can have a sure faith in is the word of God. Amen. Everything else is really suspect. Because uh, even the doctors with their great knowledge, they'll come and say, well, you know, we're going to do this procedure. But what's the chance of, of it being successful? Well, it's 70%. You know, 70, 70, 70 out of 100 people, it'll be good for. And 30%, we have no idea what doesn't work. Uh, so, you know, it's, you got to take it with a grain of salt. And they'll tell you that, you know, you, usually they'll tell you what the chances of success is. Um, and so there are nothing, uh, and even with the COVID stuff, they said it was like 95% effective, but that seems, that seems a little questionable because how many people do we know are still getting COVID, right? Uh, and so, you know, of course it was a little a bit experimental, but I do know, see, I'm not one of these people that I don't believe in anything, uh, have, have, uh, uh, have these shots, um, uh, uh, these vaccines, have they been good for societies and civilizations as a whole? Well, they have been, right? I mean, polio's gone, smallpox is gone. You know, these things, these are real things. These the vaccines are real things. You know, I don't believe a lot of the conspiracy theories, really don't believe any of them. It causes autism, all that, you know, silliness there. Uh, vaccines are real. They, they have been a great blessing to humanity as a whole. Um, and I don't, you know, some people believe, well, they're giving these shots because now they're going to track you I mean, how they do that, right? I mean, is there like a, now a, an electronic device in you? I mean, how, how, you know what kind of technology it would take to put that, uh, that in that kind of a needle? Uh, I mean, unless it's radioactive, right? And they can see you glowing or something at night. I don't know. But as long as there's so much stuff, right? So much stuff. Uh, the only truth that you can have is the word of God. Amen. And it's the only thing I believe inherently. Everything else. And, uh, I mean, it's uh, from if I read a medical article, you know, I'll have, t- I have a tendency to give it some weight. If I read a medical article on Facebook, um, it's like, well, that obviously is going to be the exact opposite, whatever they say, right? Because it's just, uh, but you do whatever you want to. But the, the whole point of uh, her discussion here is Moses never said anything about these things. He never said anything about the, the, all the secret, wonderful things that Egypt knew. And so that should tell you, just be careful about these things, amen? Your faith should always be in, in the Lord God. Faith should always be in the word of God. Faith should be in the power of God. And that can be, ap- that can be and should be absolute. Everything else is just subject, right? Because they may have some medicine that works for, for well, 99%. I mean, because they said it's 95% effective. Okay, but why does the last 5% not work for them? They have no idea, right? So, uh, and that's not to, to diminish the medical industry. That's, that's the best they'll ever do is, the, you know, 95%. That's pretty good even for them. Uh, and so... Uh, so, uh, you know, be careful about a lot of conspiracy theories and, you know, they're doing this to control the population. And I mean, with the vaccines and, uh, you know, I know the fear and stuff that there is, there are powers that be that try to control people. Um, you know, you, for you just find out what the Lord wants you to do. And you do that. If he wants you to take the vaccine, then take the vaccine, you know, no big deal. If he doesn't want you to take the vaccine, if you just sense in your own heart that it's not something for you to do then don't take it, right? Uh, some people think, well, every church ought to be preaching, take the vaccine. It is none of my business whether you take the vaccine or not. Amen. Amen? Because at the end of the day, your faith should be in the Lord God himself and not in any vaccine that anybody makes. Amen? Because uh, I have no faith in vaccines, but I do have faith in the Lord. Amen? Uh, and so they lived, uh, Lily B. Yeoman lived during the Spanish flu, right? Uh, which is kind of unfair because it really wasn't, it didn't speak Spanish. It was just, you know, it was, it was the, uh, the flu at the time, right? When, and it killed uh, what, millions of people around the world, right? Uh, and they think it might have been originated in Spain, but um, it may not have, right? And so uh, it seems like nowadays every, everything that comes through is, is starts from China somewhere. Um, but, uh, you know, and conspiracy theories, you know, they engineer this thing, you know, it could all be true. None of it could be true, right? Do you know? Oh, I know. Well, how do you know? Were you there? You don't know. Uh, and so don't be so adamant about, well, I know. You don't really know. Uh, someone once told me, he said, I'm not, I, I don't believe in conspiracy theories, but. <laughs> okay, didn't he said, you know, it was, uh, uh, let's see, it was, uh, uh, who was, who was the Secretary of Defense under George Bush? Dick Cheney. It was Dick Cheney. Oh. Dick Cheney uh, is the one who uh, blew up the towers on 9-11, you know, uh, and, and, and I know that, uh, you know, I, that it's true. But, well, you live in Tennessee. How would you know what Dick Cheney did? Well, we got evidence. 
based on what evidence that you got evidence, you know? I mean, who, how do you know that's true? Because, you know, people just make it up, right? Well, I saw him. Oh, then it's true? I mean, how would you know, right? Uh, and, and even if it was true, you don't know if it's true. You know, it's just, it's just gossip is all it is, right? Well, I don't believe in conspiracy theories, but I saw, I saw a show. And, you know, and it was on, it, it was on TV, so it wasn't on Facebook. You know, you can't trust me, but it's on TV, so it's true, right? Uh, and so because it's on TV, you know, well, this guy, he had all these notes. Really? He had all these notes, right? Uh, you know how easy to make a note? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I mean, if you need a notes, I can get online. I mean, I'm really good at the computer stuff. If you need a note from anything, doctor, no problem. I'll write you a note, you know. <laughs> I'm really not, you know, don't come and arrest me. I ain't writing no, you know. Uh, but, uh, <clears throat> uh, but, um, uh, but see, even during the flu uh, pandemic, then within, during the Spanish flu, uh, her, uh, Dr. Yeoman and her sister had a, they call it a healing house. So they would, they would accept terminal patients. Only, to, you know, you, you have to be a, have a death sentence before you can come here, for the most part. Uh, and, uh, and then they would just, for the most part, would say, well, we're going to read the word to you for several weeks before we do anything. Uh, and so, uh, but her sister was, was uh, just like her, just strong in faith. Uh, and, and her sister said, uh, talking about their house, she said, here is one house on which you will never see an influenza placard for the blood is here and God will not see it dishonored. That just sounds like somebody of faith. Don't you like oh, that? Yeah. You know, because what they would do is, you know, back in the day when you had Spanish flu, they'd put a sticker on your house. Quarantine. Right. Don't go in. Don't come out. Quarantine. Right. Now they just they put an electronic bracelet on you and make sure you don't go anywhere if you got uh, COVID. But. Uh, but back then, you know, they, they would uh, uh, put the, a note on your door. And she said, there's never going to be one of those notes on our door. Uh, and she said, because the blood is here. See, a distinction was made between the church and Egypt, right? Uh, the blood of, of, the, of the Lord Jesus is here. And God will not see it dishonored. I, just, I said, I like, I like the way that she talks, right? God will not see his blood dishonored. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's the same kind of faith and gumption we need to have today in the church. God will not see his children harmed by sickness and disease. Uh, we, there is a distinction made between the church and Egypt, between the church and the world. And maybe the pandemic is ravaging through the world. We choose not to participate. Uh, and, and so, uh, so then, then she started talking about the blood, but I think, uh, I think we're in it there for today. Uh, but look, my, my point in, in talking about these things, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings and I'm not trying to be radical or, or, or you know, uh, trying to uh, insult anybody. Um, I, I just, my concern is when I see the church run after every uh, crazy thing that comes around in the world, like everybody else in the world, uh, we have the wisdom of God. We have the spirit of God living on the inside of us. And we should know if this thing is really true or if it's not true. And just because you say it makes you feel better, you know, there, there, is, there, there is trickery that goes on in the mental realm. Amen. Uh, and in the history of medicine, there's been lots of trickery of, hey, this works, and it turns out that it didn't work. You know, there, in fact, there's a lady right now, she's fixing to go to trial, and she, had, she, she was a billionaire. And she, she had said, we've got this new blood test that can test everything in the world. Uh, and uh, it, it'll change medicine as we know it. And, and billions of dollars, people spent billions, it gave her billions of dollars uh, for this fancy blood test. And it was a complete hoax. They made it all up, right? Uh, and uh, she's fixing to go to trial for all the, the lies that they, that they propagated, you know? And, they, and it may have been where they thought they had something that might work, and and then when they tried to actually scale it up and make it really work, it didn't actually work, but they couldn't tell anybody anymore because people started giving them money. And people were throwing money at them like crazy. That's just every day. That's today, right now, right? Uh, and so be careful about when you hear, this is going to solve the world's problems. The only thing I know that solves the world's problems is the blood of the Lord Jesus. Amen? Uh, that's the only guarantee we have, right? Because the Lord Jesus said that I am the Lord that healeth thee. Amen? Uh, and so in that, you can take to the bank. The rest of it, just be careful. Amen? I'm not saying there's no, don't, they, they will never make any, they've made great medical advances. Amen? And they're real. Uh, and we thank God for them. But uh, just because something comes along, I, my, my, I'm going to wait and see, right? Even on the, on the uh, flu vaccine, I'm gonna really, or the, the uh, COVID vaccine, 
We're going to wait and see if it really was 95%, you know. Now, they say it was, but I don't know. I mean, how do you know until you shoot up everybody, right? <laughs> and so, I mean, after you do that, they may go, well, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it's 94. It could be 8, you know, for all we know. But, uh, but you know, more than likely it is doing some good. Um, and so, again, you do whatever you need to do on that. No problem at all. Uh, and I think it's fine. I think if you want to get the shot, you know, it's perfectly fine, right? And I think I told you, Chris and I both been vaccinated, and, you know, part of it is because we do travel a lot, and, and, not, and I don't get it because I need it because I travel, but because I travel, you know, they're going to ask you for papers, and, you know, the, there's groups and areas where you can't go unless you're vaccinated. And, and so I, I don't, it, my faith is not in a vaccine at all. My faith is in the Lord Jesus, amen? Uh, how many people that you know that have been vaccinated still got the, got the COVID-19, right? Uh, so just be careful, amen? Use the wisdom that God has given us in his word that uh, faith always works. That's the wisdom that we want, amen? Uh, and so praise God. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we'll close the surface out here in just a second, but um, I believe we need to pray for folks. And, and the Lord gave me some specific instructions when we pray for folks today. Uh, and so, um, <clears throat> you know, we're just going to lay hands on folks. If you, if you need prayer for sickness and disease, you come up here but the thing that he wanted me to emphasize today uh, is that uh, you know when, when we lay hands on people the reason why we lay hands on uh, on us as christians right the the, the lord said uh that the that the believer shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover well he emphasized that it's the believers that shall lay hands on the sick right so what lives on the inside of us as believers it's the holy spirit right so the, the point of us laying hands on people is so that the spirit of God in us, the spirit of life, right, that raised Jesus from the dead, that lives on the inside of us, will be transferred into the physical body uh, of the person we're praying for to affect a healing and a cure. And Brother Hagin called it the law of, of contact and transmission. Uh, but the point that the Lord wanted to emphasize today is as we lay hands on you today, have faith that the, what the that when hands laid on you, that the, that the Spirit of God in me uh, will go into you and affect a healing and a cure. Amen? And say, so, well, I've already got the Spirit of God. Well, that's true, you do, right? Uh, and so, you know, uh, it, it never hurts to hook, uh, allow my faith to hook up with your faith. And that's really uh, what you should always do anyway in a prayer line is uh, all you're doing is allowing my faith to hook up with your faith. Amen? So... It's not superstition and it's not snake oil. It's just the Spirit of God in me. Uh, he said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, right? Uh, and he's talking about the Holy Spirit in there. So all of us as Christians, the Holy Spirit is in us. And especially if you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, then uh, those rivers of living water will flow out of you into the lives of those around you to assist them in whatever uh, way they have need of. And so, uh, and specifically, as we lay hands on you for sickness and disease, uh, allow the Spirit of God that's in me. So it's not magic potion. It's not special, you know, uh, uh, weird, some power, you know, it's not the power of the universe. It's just simply the Holy Spirit in me uh, being transferred uh, into your physical body. Amen. Uh, and so nothing unusual, really, or odd or weird or strange, except that it's odd and weird or strange for the world. But... Um, so just have faith in that. Have faith in the Spirit of God and in His power. Amen? There's no magic potion because it's my hand. Not, nothing uh, uh, that's uh, superstitious about my right hand or my left hand. It's just uh, the power of God that's in me. Amen? Amen. Uh, and anybody lays hands on anybody, it's the, uh, they should always have faith. Because my faith is, uh, for you when, you, when you come up here, my faith is that the power of God in me will be transferred into your physical body to effect a healing and a cure. And so, because that's what the word says. So that should be your faith too. Amen. So that makes sense. Uh, so if you do need prayer uh, for sickness and disease, if you'll come up here, we'll pray for you. Amen. And um, the spirit of God will affect the healing and the cure. Uh, and so we thank God for that. Amen. <clears throat> we thank the Lord that uh, uh, he's good and kind for us to do that. Amen. Uh, and so uh, you can come up, Miss Dorothy. You'll be all right. Somebody's got to be first, right? <laughs> So what's your faith? That the Spirit of God in me and Chris will be transferred into your physical body, right? To affect a healing and a cure. Amen. Not superstition. It's just simple faith. Amen. So, Father, we thank you. 
for the Spirit of God that dwells in us. And Lord, according to your word, Father, by the direction of the Holy Spirit, we, we lay hands, Father, upon these bodies. And we thank you, Father, that the Spirit of God in me and Chris, Father, will be transferred into this physical body to effect a healing and a cure. We thank you for that, Father. Our faith is hooked up together. But it's your power, Father, that causes our bodies to be made well. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Transfer of power, Father. Transfer of life. Transfer, Father, the transfer of the Spirit of God, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. A healing and a cure, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. Yes, Father. By the law of contact and transmission, Father, we lay hands upon this body. And Father, your spirit that dwells in us will flow into this wrist, Father, to effect a healing and a cure. Father, no sickness can stand in the presence of your spirit. No pain, Father, can remain in the presence of your spirit. Father, we thank you for complete and total healing in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for the presence of the Spirit of God that affects this physical body, Father, for the better. Affects it with life, Father, and health and healing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you've been so kind to us. Father, to give to your people the ability to pray for others, transfer your spirit, Father, that that dwells in us into their lives. And Father, we thank you. The Spirit of God, Father, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is transferred in this physical body to effect a healing and a cure. Thank you, Father. Healed and well and strong in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for strength and healing in the name of Jesus. According to the law of contact and transmission, Father, the spirit that dwells in me, Father, is transferred into this physical body. And Father, the result is healing and strength and the removal of sickness and disease. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. And Father, we thank you that you so that you've been so kind to us to grant unto us as your people many ways to supernaturally receive healing in our bodies. Father, we thank you that one way, not the only way, is through the laying on of hands. We thank you for your goodness and kindness in that. And Father, we do ask you for wisdom. There's so many voices in the world, Father. So many voices that say they're right and accurate, Father. And yet many of them are just complete frauds. And Father, without your wisdom, without supernatural wisdom, Father, there's no way to know. 
So, Father, we ask you for wisdom as your people, as your children, Father, as we hear stories and rumors and words and, and, uh, and evidence, Father, that things are correct and absolutely true. You're the only true, Father. So show us, Father, things that we should be cautious about and hold back from. Father, we have no desire to keep trying new things that come along just to see if they work. We want to follow your path and your wisdom. And if there is true things in the, in that the world has discovered, Father, we ask you to show those to us. Let us see the reality, Father, and not fall for every, uh, every story that comes along. You are great wisdom in our lives, Father. And we thank you for that. And we give you all praise and the honor for the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, praise God. Is the Lord good? Amen. He's good. Amen. He's good all the time. And, and um, um, you know, when I, when I first got saved, you know, I didn't know anything about healing or, you know, I'd never even know that was a thing. Uh, and then as I, as I was being taught these uh, principles at the church, um, you know, they started to um, uh, become real in my life. Amen. And uh, this is the best thing ever, right? Because I didn't have any insurance. Uh, you know, I, you know, as an orphan, you don't you don't go and buy insurance when you're 15 years old, and so I was without insurance for probably 10 years, just about uh, before I graduated. You know, finally graduated college, you know, and uh, and so you know, you kind of had to learn some things about faith, you know, uh, and so uh, it was uh, uh, to me, it was great. It was this, you know, this is this is great stuff, right, to learn about these things, and so let's get ready to receive this afternoon's offering, and. Um, uh, don't forget the folks that we've got to pray, uh, pray for, you know, because we do know people that have got COVID, right? And it's real, amen. Uh, you know, I think some conspiracy theories say it's not real. It's, I believe it's real, you know. Uh, you know, the evidence in the, in the world. Uh, you know, you can't have some mass hysteria where people just think it's, it's happening, it's not really happening, but it's, it's I, you know, I believe that it's actually happening, right? Uh, and so come ahead, Mr. Jared, and... Uh, whether, whether it was created in a lab in China, you know, I don't know. It seems as though that's probably plausible. Uh, but, um, you know, China does hate us. You know, they are godless people, and at least the government is, right? Uh, communism. Uh, it's a godless uh, uh, government. Uh, but there are plenty of Christians in China, right? In every land of the, of the world, there's Christians somewhere, amen? Even in Afghanistan for a little while till they, till they put them underground, right? And get them uh, hidden away from the rest of the Taliban. But... Um, that's another whole discussion. So, praise God. Is the Lord good? Is there a healer? He is our healer. Amen. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yep. No, about your about your shoulder there. Yeah, and about was it just last week? He's at the at the doctor, right? Your doctor, right? So he was going to just do like a knee replacement, but except he's going to do it on your shoulder, right? Yeah. Uh, and put a, yeah. Yeah. Man, it is a miracle, right? Because, yeah, you couldn't tell. 
Yeah, and so, you know, it, it's, uh, uh, and she gets to raise her hands now, you know, and, and uh, worship the Lord. And, um, and a doctor got to see the miracle because he had the evidence, right? Sent you to the specialist. Yeah, got the MRI, shows you need a complete soldier replacement, complete re-sewing up of all the, the tendons and ligaments there in the arm. Uh, and, um, and now you don't have to have any of that, right? Uh, all that movement was the Lord sewing up all those tendons. You'd probably what it was, right? Because you could feel, and you could even see, you could see the depression in her arm where those tendons had drawn back, where they had torn. And so you could see the physical evidence of, of the torn ligaments in her arm. And the Lord's... Like a year, right? Yeah, it's like a year, right? <clears throat> yeah, so praise God. The Lord's still in the healing business, amen? He hadn't quit, so we thank the Lord for that, amen? So praise God. Well, that's a good way to, li- to leave today, right? So be blessed. Have a wonderful week, and Lord, we'll see you next Sunday.